0: Big boy on that place What you know about me, tell me what you know about me What you know about me, tell me what you know about me What you know about me, tell me what you know about me Tell me, tell me, what you know about me What you know about me, tell me what you know about me, What you know about me, tell me what you know about me, what you know about me, tell me, what you know about me, tell me, tell me
1: what you know Yo, what's going on, fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Chubby Rank Show. I'm your host, Derek Williams Jr. I appreciate everybody for coming through and checking out the show. If you haven't already, subscribed, Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure you rate and review the show as well. If you got any questions that you want to send in to the show, you can DM me on Instagram at Show, or you can email me at ChubbyRankShow at gmail.com. And uh, now that we got that out the way, man, it is fight week for one of the most anticipated fights of the year between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. You know, I'm going to get my predictions on that fight, and then I'm going to talk about the undercard, because I feel like this might be the best undercard of the year. You know, I'm going to talk about Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter with their fight being announced for November the 20th, if you feel me. So, I'm going to get into all that shit, you know. But uh, before I get into all that, man, shout out to the Road Warrior, Ole Alexander Usyk. You know, I've been ducking and dodging that crow for the last couple of weeks, you feel me? But, you know, better late than never, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, you know, new unified heavyweight champ, you know, two-division champion, you know. And the reason I say he the road warrior because all his biggest wins came on the road, you know what I'm saying? He beat Marco Huck in Germany, beat Glauwacki in Poland, beat Michael Hunter in Maryland, you know, beat Gatsby in Russia. Um, He beat Marius Bridges in Latavia. Um, What else? He beat Tony Bello in the U.K., beat Derek Chisora in the UK, and then he just beat uh, Anthony Joshua in the UK, you know. So, yeah, man, that's why I feel like he the uh, the road warrior. He don't really have no problem going to your hometown or your country, you feel me, however you want to do it, and then he don't have no problem coming over there and getting that dub off you, you feel me, because he coming to win wherever the fight take place, you know. So, yeah, man, that's why I feel like he the road warrior. And, uh... Yeah, man, as far as the fight goes, bro, I didn't think he was going to come in and fight the way that he did, you know. I thought he was going to come in and fight the way that he fought against Chisora. And he was moving, but he, was, he wasn't really moving the same way he was against Chisora. You know, he was using a lot of feints and a lot of head movement, you know, a lot of bobbing and weaving. And, and, and he kind of stayed at a mere range throughout the whole fight, you know. He kind of stayed closer than he did. Uh, he's trying. He stayed closer to Joshua than he did to Chisora. You know, and I ain't think Joshua was gonna come in and fight the way that he did either. I thought Joshua was gonna try to, you know, use his size to his to his advantage, you know, and try to, you know, put the pressure on uh, Alexander, and, you know, back him up against the ropes and cut the ring off, and you know when he got him up against the ropes, you know, do most of his work from there. But you know, uh, Joshua came out and he tried to uh, box with Ole Alexander, and you feel me? Man, uh, a lot of people feel like Ole Alexander's only chance to win the fight was to outbox Joshua. And I guess um, I feel like Joshua felt like that he was um, that he was gonna kind of he was gonna try to beat Alexander at his own game, and that backfired on him because Alexander came in and he boxed his ears off, you know, in that first round. You you could tell that Alexander was gonna you know was gonna stay there in close range or at mid range. You feel me? And was gonna try to beat there and try to try to win the fight. You know, he wasn't really looking to move all around the uh, all around the ring again like he did against Chisora. And I feel like he felt like that uh Joshua was gonna try to outbox him too. You know, cause um Joshua not a bad boxer or nothing like that. It's just like it's just sometimes that you should choose the right time to box and sometimes to uh to fight a motherfucker, you feel me? And um, yeah, man, I feel like Joshua, you know, halfway through the fight that he should've he should have tried to switch the game plan up when he seen that trying to box with Ole Alexander wasn't really working for him. You know, don't get me wrong. It was competitive, you know, and I feel like Joshua had his, uh, you know, had had his moments in the fight. You know, I feel like the fourth, fifth, and the sixth round was his best rounds out of the whole fight. But you know, still out trying to box with Ole Alexander, I didn't feel like that was working for him, you know. So I feel like he should have tried to use his size to his to his advantage and switch the game plan up. But he didn't do that, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, Alexander just kept going, you know what I'm saying? Just kept sticking to the game plan and shit. That's how he got the dub, you know what I'm saying? He was really putting a whooping on Joshua. That left hand was open the whole night, like I said, it was gonna be. You feel me? And that's um, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody knew that anyway, but I'm pretty sure nobody thought that uh, Alexander was gonna try to, you know, let his hand. That nobody really thought that Ole Alexander was gonna let his hands go how he did in that fight, you know, because he was so, you know, cautious with Chisora. Most people was going off that fight and thinking like, damn, he not gonna try to, he not gonna try Joshua like that. You know what I'm saying? And shit, I be damn. He put that. He put a whooping on Joshua's ass, he, especially at the end of that third round. He caught him with a clean left hand, you know, and he shook Joshua up too. And I feel like they kind of, you know, they kind of shook Joshua up and it made him a little bit cautious to kind of engage with, uh, to kind of engage with, uh, with Yusuke at times, you feel me? So, I don't know, man, but, um, I feel like you know it's it's all up to uh it's all up to Joshua in the rematch if he gonna use his size to it, to his advantage. You feel me? Cause you know he he like three inches taller than Alexander, and he and he had like twenty pounds on uh on him. So and and he didn't try to make him carry his weight or nothing throughout the whole fight. So I feel like he need to try to do that a little bit more, and it might go a little bit in his favor. But you know that shit easy to say but harder to do. You feel me? You know, I could be, it's easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, he need to do this and do that. But shit, try to get in there with that motherfucker and do that shit. And you should move around that bitch like a goddamn worm. You're like, goddamn, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't catch this motherfucker. And I, and I feel like that was another thing too. I feel like sometimes uh, Joshua was getting mesmerized by the movement of uh Alexander with all the head movement. You feel me? I feel like sometimes he would just get mesmerized by everything that Alexander was doing. And he was thinking too much, and then that's when Oleksandr would catch him with, like, a couple of them left hands and his combinations, you know. But, yeah, man, like I said, it's up to uh, Anthony Joshua uh, in the rematch to do his thing, you feel me, or at least try to, you feel me, put the pressure on him. And a lot of people feel like uh, Anthony Joshua need to get with a new trainer, you feel me, and I don't have no problem with that, you know. Out of the top three heavyweights in the division, he the only one that hasn't changed trainers after a loss or a draw. You know Tyson Fury changed trainers uh, after the first fight with Deontay Wilder, and then Deontay Wilder changed trainers after after the second fight with uh, Tyson Fury. So, yeah, man, I don't have no problem with that. You know, some people feel like he need to come to America and get with a uh, and get with somebody like a Derrick James, which that would be my favorite choice for him. You know, Derek jo- Derek James. You know, he'll teach uh, Anthony Joshua how to use that jab. You know, cause Jamel got one of the best jabs in the super middleweight division, if not the best jab in the super middleweight division. You know, well, not super middleweight. I'm tripping. Uh, super welterweight. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, that that would be my favorite choice for him if And if he can't get with uh Derek James, then I like to see him with the trainer of F.A. Jabba and uh Jared Anderson. You know, I feel like that would be a uh, I feel like that would be a good fit for him Cause you know if they like to uh, mix it up Both of them are big heavyweights So I feel like that would be a good fit for Anthony and Joshua too Or oh, shit Or oh, he can get with uh, Floyd Mayweather If Floyd for real about training Anthony and Joshua You know he said that a couple of years back But I don't know how real he was About that shit cause you know Floyd be having, You know Floyd gotta do his own thing And then on top of that he already training like 3-4 fighters and then he got Javante Davis under his wing He mentoring him and shit like that and then he train him sometimes on the side. So, you know, Floyd got a lot of shit going on right now, too. So, ain't no telling. But at the same time, I think he'll be uh, willing to take on Anthony Joshua and train him. You know, so I feel like that would be a good fit as well. And shit, you know, as far as my other my other choice, you know, shit, I'll say Sugar Hill. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like Sugar Hill would be a good fit for uh, Anthony Joshua. He'll teach him how to use his size to his, to his advantage. You Know and teach him how to fight against the smaller heavyweights in the division, you know. And shit, just because, um, Sugar Hill, the trainer of Tyson Fury, don't mean he can't train uh Anthony Joshua. You know, they're not scheduled to fight each other right now at the moment, but who knows, man. I mean, I doubt that should have happened anyway, but I like to see that happen, you know. Sugar Hill to teach him, uh, that would teach Anthony Joshua how to use his size to his, to his advantage because a lot of people feel like. You know Anthony Joshua being one of the bigger heavyweights, you know he really don't he don't tend to use his size to his advantage. Sometimes you know he do box box on the outside. Well, he did against Ruiz, but um in the second fight, but in the first fight, you know he was kind of crouching down, and that's how Ruiz kind of caught him with the with the hooks, and then that's how he knocked him out. And he was kind of crouching down with the in in this fight with uh, Alexander. So yeah, man. So I feel like um. Uh, I feel like if he can get, get with somebody like a Derek James or Floyd Mayweather, or the trainer of F.A. Jabba, um, I feel like they, them all would be them all would be good fits for uh, for Anthony Joshua in the rematch. So uh, moving on from that, you know, like I said in the beginning, you got the trilogy fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury coming up this weekend on pay per view. And, you know, the last time these guys fought was last year in uh, in the rematch. And, you know, Tyson got the win over Deontay Wilder by TKO in the seventh round. And, um, you know, this fight was scheduled to happen on July the 24th. But uh, Tyson had to pull out of the fight due to testing positive for COVID. But, you know, some people felt like it was just uh, just an excuse for Tyson to pull out of the fight. You feel me? Because, um, you know, there was some rumors of him not doing good in training camp and uh rumors of him getting knocked out by knocked out in sparring by Big Baby Jared Anderson but you know Big Baby came out the came out at the press conference the other day and he said that there was no knockout or knockdown in sparring so you know the rumors about Tyson getting knocked out you know was a uh, was some bullshit apparently and uh they just had to weigh in not too long ago and Tyson weighed in at 277 you know which is 4 pounds heavier than he was in the in the second fight and Deontay came in at 238 which is the heaviest he weighed in his whole career you know so I feel like um I feel like Tyson going to try to come in and do the same thing he did in the second fight, you know, lean on Deontay, you know, make him make him carry his weight uh, early on in the fight and wear him down, you know, use his feints uh, and uh, use his jab to set up the right hand and go for the knockout, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, because he, he came in, you know, he weighed like 39 pounds, uh, 39 pounds more than uh, Deontay Wilder, so I feel like he going to balloon up overnight to like 290, 300 pounds. So he gonna be like he gonna be like 40 pounds, 40 pounds plus heavier than Deontay Wilder on Fight Night. So, you know, uh he's gonna have a weight advantage, obviously. You feel me? He's gonna have a height advantage and a reach advantage, you know, and he the better boxer. So pretty much everything going in uh in his favor besides the uh besides the power, you know. And I say athleticism too, but um Tyson moved real well to be a big dude, you know what I'm saying? Be as big as he is, he moved real good. But, you know, I feel like this fight is like 55-45 for Tyson Fury, you know. But I can see how some people feel like it's 50-50, you know what I'm saying, based off, based off how good Deontay been looking since he got with Malik Scott, you know what I'm saying, working on stuff that a lot of people have been asking him to work on over these last couple of years, you know what I'm saying. And, um, you know, I know it's different hitting the miss than it is than actual, you know what I'm saying, fight, than the actual fight. But it's still good to see how, you know what I'm saying, it's still good to see Deontay Wilder doing good in training camp, you know, and working on the stuff that people have been asking him to work on. But, you know, uh, yeah, man, my predictions for this fight is uh, I think I think Deontay going to catch him somewhere around the 8th round. You know, I think he's going to knock him out somewhere around there, 8th eighth, eighth, eighth or ninth round, you know. And one of the reasons is uh, based off how good he is looking in training camp, you know. He's been working on a lot of stuff that you feel is necessary for him to win the fight, you know throwing combinations going to the body you know moving his head and using his own feints you feel me using the jab to set up his own right hand you feel me you know what i'm saying so you know based off all that you feel like all this stuff is necessary for him to actually win the fight instead of just sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting and then throwing the right hand every now and then and then that shit coming up you know what i'm saying coming up short you know and another reason i feel like uh that I feel like Wilder gonna win the fight is because you know, Tyson Fury always talk about how he deal with his mental health issues and stuff like that, and I feel like um uh, mental mental uh, pressure is gonna play a role in this fight, you know, because uh you know people always talk about how Tyson Fury didn't defend the titles after he won them from uh, Vladimir Klitschko, you know he vacated him he vacated the belt before uh he vacated the belts before before the rematch with Vladimir, you know, and then Deontay Wilder accused him of cheating in the second fight, you know loading his gloves with something. Having this coach put some in this water and all that shit, you know what I'm saying. And then another reason is because he ain't had a fight since uh last year. You feel me? And you know he always talking about tune-up fights and all that shit. So, you know he always talk about taking tune-up fights before the big fight. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you know once you bring all that shit together on a fight night, you know what I'm saying, with the pressure of actually of actually fighting, you know what I'm saying? I feel like all that's gonna play a factor in this fight. And you know, he's not the only one under pressure, you know what I'm saying? You know, because Deontay Wiley got his own pressure to deal with. You know, he gotta actually prove to everybody that he just wasn't no fluke champion. You feel me? Man, like once you think about it, son, This once you think about it, bro, this shit ain't number rocket three, if you think about it. And Tyson Fury Club Elaine, you know what I'm saying? This bum ain't been doing number beating other bums. so shit you know it's up to wilder to prove that he wasn't no fluke champion and um that he can get his belt back like joshua did after suffering a ko loss but um yeah that's pretty much all i got for the main event and you know um like i said about the undercard you know i feel like this is the best undercard of the year because you know you got the heavyweight prospect um big baby jared anderson and he a ko artist on this undercard then you got edgar belanga you know and some people feel like he a contender but i feel like you know he need to fight somebody that's ranked ahead of him or a fight like a former title challenger or a former champion, you feel me, before I say he a contender. But, you know, I like Edgar, though. Edgar be putting on a good show, you feel me. And then you got uh, Frank Sanchez and F.A. Jabba, two heavyweight contenders. You know, I feel like Frank, Chaz- Frank Sanchez is the better boxer, so I think he going to be- gonna win that fight. But, you know, F.A. the bigger man, you know, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six and, and-, and he got more power. So if he able to land that right hand, then shit, it's all over with. But you know, I think Frank gonna be able to set his punches up better, and then, you know, I think he's gonna be able to land his own right hand. But uh yeah, I feel like Frank Sanchez gonna win that fight. And then you got um and then you got Robisa Ramirez, you know, Olympic gold medalist who gave Shakira Stevenson a loss in the Olympics, you know, so them two might end up fighting later on down the line. So that's something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? And then you got the uh, and then you got the uh the former super super welterweight champ, super Damn, you got the former unified super welterweight champ Julian Williams making his return to the ring. You know, after being out of the ring for like, what, close to two years? So that's good to see him coming back. And then you got the rematch between Adam Kalanick and Robert Helanius, you know. And I think Robert going to be able to stop Adam again. I think he going to stop him somewhere around like the fifth or sixth round, you know. It ain't going to go much longer than it did at the first fight. You feel me? Because, um, you know... With Robert being, like, close to 6'7", you feel me? I think he one of the bigger heavyweights in the division, or tallest, you'll say. And, you know, Adam Karnacki is, like, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, so he's one of the smaller heavyweights. And he ain't really got no defense, you know? He just, like, he got a good gas tank, and he, like, throw a lot of punches. So, he tend to over- overwhelm his opponents at times, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, I just feel like Robert got his number. You know, I think Robert gonna knock him out. I think he gonna catch him with one of them long right hands, and shit, he gonna sit him right down again. But, yeah, man, um, this undercard, you know, it's full of fan-friendly fights and, you know, a bunch of fan-favorite fighters, you feel me? Because, like I said, you got Edgar Belonga. You know, he be hanging out with Fat Joe and Lil Wayne. And you got Robisa Ramirez. And, like I said, he got a win over Shakur. So, that's always something to look forward to with them two probably fighting later on in the future. And, you know, a lot of people feel like Shakir Stevenson is the uh, next big thing in boxing right now. So, yeah, man, that's a that's, a, that's, a, that's always, um always something that they can bring up, you feel me? And then you got Jared Anderson, he a KO artist, you feel me? FA Jabba, he a KO artist, you know. And then you got Frank Sanchez, he trained on the Ada Renoso and with Canelo and all them boys. So and you know, they always getting a lot of attention and all that shit. And then you got this uh this fan friendly fight with Robert Hellenius and Adam Kanaki, And you know, this was like one of the biggest upsets of the year last year with um, you know, with Robert Hellanius getting a KO over Adam, and you know Adam was supposed to get a uh, what well, they was talking about Adam getting a title shot if he was gonna beat Robert in this fight, but you know Robert fucked all that shit up with uh, with him getting a KO, you know, and whoever bet their money on that fight, you feel me? I know you was a, I know you felt good than a motherfucker, you feel me? But yeah, man, that's why I feel like this is um this is the best uh, undercard of the year, cause all these fights are something to look forward to, you feel me? But uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got for this um for this card. And then, you know, uh moving on from that Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter with their fight being announced for uh, November the 20th, you know, I feel like that this is a fight that um a lot of fans have um been wanting for uh been wanting for Terrence Crawford to take, you know. They feel like this will be his toughest test, you know what I'm saying, in the welterweight division. You feel me so far? And and you know, some feel like this this is um his toughest fight um in his whole career. You feel me? And I, I agree with that, you know. He ain't fought nobody with a name like Sean Porter, you feel me? Sean Porter will be the biggest name on his uh on his resume, you know, win or lose, you know what I'm saying, because Sean Porter didn't fought pretty much everybody. All the biggest names at welterweight Sean Porter done fought him. You know, he fought Keith Thurman. He fought Danny Garcia. Fought Devin Alexander. You feel me? He fought Adrian Broner. Fought Ugas. And um he fought Errol Spence, you feel me? And he fought Carol Brook before Carol Brook was washed up. So, you know you know he a two-time uh welterweight champion you feel me so he didn't took his wins and he took some losses but you know he ain't never been knocked out of no shit like that but he didn't he didn't been dropped a couple of times you know but he ain't never been knocked out or hurt real bad you feel me so and all his fights have been you know all his losses have come by like close split decision or unanimous decisions you feel me and um you feel me with um with that being said man i feel like terrence crawford gonna be the first person to uh to stop sean porter you know because i feel like sean Porter's style is made for terrence crawford you feel me i think terrence crawford gonna catch him you know when sean porter try to rush him or something like that and um terrence crawford gonna be southpaw you feel me he gonna catch him with that right hand and he gonna sit sean porter down and after that he just gonna jump on him until the ref step in and stop it you feel me you know, cause I, you know, Sean Porter, like I said, he'd have been dropped in a couple of fights. You know he got dropped against Air Spence, and he got dropped against Adrian Broner. And uh, Keith Porter, I mean Keith Thurman, was landing, was landing his own punches, and Ugas was landing some clean punches too. So you know, Sean Porter, is, he he's there to be hit. And, you know, I think Tans Crawford is like a good count. You know, Tans Crawford is like one of the best all around fighters out there right now. You know what I'm saying? He can counter, he can counter punch. You know, or he can lead. you know what I'm saying? He can lead with the jab and set up his own punches, you know what I'm saying? So he don't really have to wait on you to do nothing for him, for him you know. And he can fight orthodox or southpaw, and he got power in both hands, you feel me? And his IQ is really, is really good in the ring, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like that um, that is going to be the first person to stop Sean Porter. But either way it go, that's going to be a good fight, you feel me? but um yeah man with that being said bro that's pretty much all i got for this one man i appreciate everybody for coming through and checking out the show if you haven't already subscribed make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure you rate and review as well if you got any questions that you want to send in to the show you can dm me on instagram at chubby show or you can email me at chubby rank show at gmail.com you know and um, if you like what you're listening to then shit be on the lookout for the next one and you know, you already know if you don't like what you listening to, then she, you know, turn that shit off and act like you never heard it, you feel me? Big boy on that place What you know about me, Jimmy, what you
0: know about me? What you know about me, Jimmy, what you know about me? What you know about me, Jimmy, what you know about me? Jimmy, Jimmy, what you know about me? Hey, what you know about me tell me what you know about me What you know about me tell me what you know about me What you know about me tell me what you know about me Tell me tell me what you know about me